this is Dr. Patrick Porter, and welcome back to the Brain Tap Business Journal. And we have one of our brain tapping doctors out there. I've met him here at the neurological, the functional neurology conference down here in Orlando, Florida. I'm here with Dr. Michael Bagnell. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So you were telling me some things about what's going on in practice, but before we delve into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you into doing functional work in neurology rather than just staying with the old school uh, chiropractic? Always a good question because I love to talk about myself. But <laughs> with that being said, well, I graduated 30 years ago, so I've been in practice 30 years. And my first year in practice, I, I started to, I was more interested in the brain. Even getting out of school, I do not know why, but that was my passion. So I get out of chiropractic university and I start into uh, studying neurology for chiropractors. And then as it was, I get married and have kids and I have to shelve some of that. And then I just read and study things on my own. Of course, it's not neuroscience 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's just neurology. So as we roll forward, uh, my wife said, I think you're able to get back into that now. Our kids are grown. We have grandkids. <laughs> so she said, yeah, you're welcome to get back into that. And so we, I went back and enrolled in some courses in functional neurology, as it's known, or clinical neuroscience, which is really the more appropriate title and started to go through a fellowship program in traumatic brain injury uh, rehabilitation, identification and rehab. And uh, so that was just, just really sparked an interest in me. Even after 30 years in practice, I was so excited mm -hmm. to do that. And then with that and understanding these conditions and the variety of things that people have with other neurodegenerative problems or chronic pain, like many, many doctors deal with, uh, and acute pain and athletes, all these variety, we started to invest in some technology, which helped us to quantify, measure what's happening in people's brains. And so if we run that a little bit further forward, got introduced to you and your technology with BrainTap and really started to look at the data that you had and the, how the delivery of the, the different frequencies were and was very intrigued by that. And then led up to this recent issue. So. It's been very exciting utilizing it, and we're utilizing it across a, a large bandwidth of patients. I, I had a 10-year-old that we were treating who's recovering from PANDAS, uh, and he's dealing with a lot of emotionality issues and so forth. And we just the other day before I left the office, he was one of my last patients using BrainTap, and we have all the way up into the 80s, so we have a very wide bandwidth of ages, conditions, and we're finding it as an adjunct treatment is very powerful and something they can take home which gives the added benefit of a consistency and utilizing it in different ways to enhance brain function, to normalize brain function. Um, I know it's, it's a neuroentrainment, but I mean, it's got something I think goes beyond the neuroentrainment. I don't even know what the word would be, but it's pretty remarkable. So go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, we were talking a little bit about, maybe you could tell our, our doctors a little bit about some case studies. Yes. People okay. you've seen and what, what's happened. So just recently, this is a very remarkable case. We have a, a young patient, young man in his mid twenties brought into us. He may have had concussions, he thought in high school. He's now in his mid twenties and he's low motivation, low affect. His mom was very concerned. He's playing video games all the time, not really pursuing anything in his life and not much interest. And so we evaluated him and we went through our standard comprehensive exam and diagnostic tests, which include eye tracking. Mm -hmm. And in the eye tracking test, which tell us a lot about the brain, as you well know, they, it was extremely dysfunctional. Based against a normative database, his eye tracking was very poor, which means for us, his brainstem function, his cerebellar function, and his frontal lobe were really not integrating well at all. And of course, if someone has uh, low mood, they're, they're depressed, melancholia, 
that frontal lobe's not really engaging, perhaps. And then his brainstem, his neurochemistry involved. I know you were speaking yesterday about the areas mm -hmm. and his cerebellum. So we started to work with him and about one week in, we followed up with our diagnostic tests and they were improving slightly. He was starting to feel better subjectively, but we decided to introduce BrainTap and we ran it on a particular uh, program that is in the neuroentrainment series. And then we did the, the diagnostic assessment immediately after again. It, was, it really was remarkable. It was one of the more remarkable things I've seen in 30 years of change almost instantaneously. So the diagnostic test changed so radically that this is something we're gonna put into a case study and, and submit it to the uh, Journal of Neuroscience for a, an abstract because it was remarkable. And he's doing better. Now we're running it every time on the front end. He comes in for care. Before we do neuro rehabilitation, we run brain tap. And then we treat him with some other neuro, neuro rehabilitation uh, modes and therapies, which is wonderful. Um, but we're, I'm certain now that the effect of this is, is really deep and it actually is showing plasticity in just three weeks because he, he was away for a week. We came back in, we did a diagnostic test again, and it was still pretty strong. So it's showing me, this is my evidence, at least at this point, that there is a plastic change, positive. He finished his security guard training. He started working. Uh, so for his family, they were very excited. That's great. Yeah, when you start to give the energy to the brain, you yes. know, get the ATP working in the brain itself, turn on those cells again. So that's that's great. I'd love to, looking forward to seeing that article. So we were, when when you first introduced him, I mean, we've seen each other for years at different conferences. I know you speak all the time at Florida Chiropractic, which is uh, where I met you. And for the doctors out there that might be like, you know, you walk by, I mean, there were several conferences, I said, come on over and talk to me. Yeah, I'm gonna get over there, you didn't get over there. What, do you, what would you say to a doctor that's kind of on the fence saying, I don't know, that light sound vibration stuff seems a little hokey. How would you classify it now after using it in practice? Well, I mean, if you're, uh, most of us are skeptical when we're at conferences because there's so many different things and uh, everyone's vying for our attention. And of course, I was too, and I am too. Uh, but I would say that this is something you really want to take a, you want to stop at the BrainTap booth. You want to take a real look at this. You want to talk with the people that work with Dr. Porter, uh, Mike, his brother, fantastic, and his son, and, and really get some insight, get some, uh, spend the time, do a treatment yourself, and number one, let that be one of your evidences. How do you respond? Because it's, it's really wonderful. Look at some of the HRV things, some of the newer aspects that they're connecting with it, because it can take your outcomes to another level. It can, it can improve the outcomes. It can help you personally, <laughs> which I'm seeing with my son and myself and utilizing it on a daily basis. And I think it's something that definitely deserves our attention as breakthrough technology, because chiropractic, as I always say, is brain-based healthcare. Mm -hmm. It always has been. So why not add a, a technology that has the backing of, let's say, many experts, not only mm -hmm. yourself, but I know Duke University is partnered with you on some degree. Mm -hmm. and and Dave Asprey recently you were out there at Bulletproof mm -hmm. Labs and so the people who are understanding improving brain function mm -hmm. are connecting with you because it really works it's very effective efficacious you got the literature coming in yeah. from Brazil I saw and mm -hmm. from other places in the world so it's something to take a, a strong second look at wherever you run into brain tap spend some time at the booth and invest your time I think it'll be something you'll see a return on 
And thank you. And one of the things that we find is that our doctors are always saying, what are some protocols? How do you decide? Because you're, you're kind of a different level than, I mean, we have some great doctors, but not all of them work on the cases you do. I mean, you're, you just spoke in Michigan, you spoke in Florida. The community, chiropractic community looks to you as one of their leaders. Mm -hmm. So how would you say, uh, if somebody's saying, because we give them some assessment, but it might be good for them to know. When somebody comes in, how do you know when to use the brain tap, how often to use a brain tap, and things of like that, maybe just some insights in what you do in your clinic. Yeah, so you can go from the most basic level to, of course, a more advanced level. So a basic level would be, and you have some wonderful um, data and um, processes that are already set that you've looked at what, what are, what, you know, if we're looking at sleep issues, we're looking at anxiety issues, we're looking at uh, uh, waking the brain up, energizing it, like in the morning for slow starters who may have low cortisol because they've had adrenal issues. You already have some some protocols, is the proper mm. word, protocols that doctors can implement immediately in a successful way. So that would be the most basic level. And then attending, I know you have a conference that you all uh, mm. that put on, yeah. so you can now attend that at the next level and understand a little bit more of the understanding of brainwave activity and how I can uh, work with, let's say, I don't like manipulating, but manipulating it in a positive direction for plasticity. So I think utilizing the protocols is the best way to start if you don't have any experience. Secondarily, attending a conference, getting a little bit more, and then you can always go upstream from there. I know you like to give out your cell number, so right. no, I mean, <laughs> within the, I know that you're, uh, some, most of our doctors do not have a measurement tool like the Neuroinfinity or Wide Wavy or New Mind or all these other, there's a lot of great uh, QEG kind of devices out there. But when, and you can evaluate, hey, is their left brain not working, right brain right. not working? So you, you've used some of the things that some of our doctors never even look at because they don't have a way to assess. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're working on more neurofeedback kind of sessions. So tell us a little bit about what you're seeing when you're using those. I mean, you just did with the eyes. And, mm -hmm. and the, well, you, the, people I, can be looking at balance. It's very simple. They can be looking at range of motion. Things that you look at typically in a neuro, again, neuromusculoskeletal practice, range of motion. Um, you know, I would say one application would be in the office to use BrainTap, check some of their ranges of motion, check their pain levels on a visual analog pain scale, that's very simple. Check their balance, maybe standing in a tandem stance on a pad, and get a, a subjective view of that because it is efficacious. You can put that in your notes, very good for risk management. Do a brain tap, check them right after, wouldn't take you long, do their adjustment and they're on their way. It still would keep it within, in some programs, a 20 minute session, 30 minutes, and you'd have some objective data or do it on your re-exam, mm -hmm. you know, where you would look at some of the standard things you would do in a neuromusculoskeletal practice, do brain tap, and then find out if they change. Because I can tell you, there, some of those are gonna change. Like balance is gonna change on people, which is a pretty remarkable thing. Right. So I think there's some uh, very basic neuro and orthopedic tests. Reflexes is something that we look at. We've seen those change when people are, are very, we'll say, wound up. Uh, they're under a lot of stress and their reflexes seem heightened, even uh, very brisk. And then doing a brain tap and, and changing their delta uh, wave, and then they, those reflexes calm down. And then we adjust them, or we do some of our other uh, types of uh, care. So that would be a way. I would look at some of the standard tests. Okay. So in the in the field, just in general, uh, because you're, you know, now there's a big movement, moving yes. from pain to brain, pain to brain, good things of that nature. So tell me a little bit about where you see the field of chiropractic care going. Let's say 10 years from now, 20 years from now, where do you think? It's going to be headed. Well, I never think of myself as that much of a visionary, but uh, all the culture is going the way of the brain.